welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. How's everyone doing tonight? We want to welcome you to our midweek service. Thank you for coming out and being a part of it here tonight. Uh, once again, I know we've said it over and over again, but thank you, Cork City Church, for everything that y'all have done for us um, here while we have been on this trip. It has been amazing just to be here, and Ireland is. It's so funny. I wouldn't say this back home, but I know they're watching now. I would never say this to their face, uh, but when you come to Ireland, it's like just coming home. It, it really is. Uh, the the warm embrace here with everyone, it's, it's just such kindred spirits, and we know it's people that love the Lord and that's here, and they're a righteous testimony for Christ to this city and to this nation and to the world. And we're just so honored to be a part of this, Pastor Nick, and the pastors here. Thank you so much, and the staff here for everything that you all, or we would say all, y'all, have done for us. Thank you so much. And I just want to share a little bit of my testimony here tonight about the faithfulness of God in my life, in my, my family's life. And, you know, I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ redeems everything when you give your heart to him and you encounter him. I say this over and over again because it mirrors me and my best friend who has passed away years ago from an overdose. We had two of the same men with the same problems, with the same situations, with the same uh, everything was going wrong for us. And one of the men gave their heart to the Lord, and the Lord redeemed all that and became a testimony. The other man rejected that will. And those very same problems became his very demise. And here tonight, the Lord wants to redeem everything. Everything, every mistake that you've ever made, every problem that you've ever faced, anything you've done and that's been done to you, the Lord wants to redeem that and it will become a testimony of his faithfulness in your life. It's the same problems, but two different outcomes. And the bottom line is this, if I can be honest with you for a while, is I was an addict. I was an addict on uh, opiates for over a decade. I was uh, an evil man and uh, a life of shame, a life of guilt. And it actually ended, my life ended on a floor with an overdose because the wages of sin is death. But that's not where my story ended. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And the Lord, for his, because of his mercy and his grace, put the right person at the right time came in the room at the right second when I was already purple, foaming at the mouth, and my lovely wife came in and gave me CPR and revived me. and It, become, it, it, it started a new chapter of our life when it was all done. God was working, and he was moving in that situation. I was in the gutter, and all of a sudden, I had an encounter with the Son of Man. But the, pro, the, the, the crux of it was this. When I had that encounter, I responded with a heart of repentance. I responded to that grace and that mercy that was bestowed upon me. I called out to God. I got real with Him. I got transparent with Him. I got transparent with Christ. And a revelation took place. And it changed my life forever. And not only my life, my family's life those around me that I'm so honored to be a part of ministry with and the people I'm able to minister. It was a knockdown effect 
of the righteousness of God at life, uh, alive in my life. And it, it, it affected generations, and it will affect generations. I just recently celebrated 13 years of sobriety, and I celebrated 15 years of marriage. See, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And I'm thankful that he redeems all things. And when I see my life, I always like to say this. I said it Sunday morning because it's so applicable. You look to the word of God and you can see yourself over and over and over again in the word of God. Uh, you can see the faithfulness of Christ in the word of God over and over again. And when I see Jacob's life, I see my life. When I see Jacob, how he came to a place where he was lonely. He had manipulated his way to a place where it was time to pay the piper. And I reflect if that was me on the floor as the wages of sin is death, you're cashing your paycheck there. And you see Jacob here, and he's came to a place at the, the brook, and he's here, the fort of Jabbok. And he comes here, and he's, his brother Esau's coming to meet him, and his brother Esau has sw swore to kill him. The next time I see you, I'm going to kill you because Jacob has stole his birthright. And because of his decisions and because of his actions, because of everything that he had done, he's reaping what he sows and he comes to a place where he's alone. There's nobody else with him. There's nobody else that's there to help him and there's nobody there to do anything on his own. And all of a sudden in the middle of that, he has an encounter with this man. Now, this man to me is a Christophany. It's a picture of Christ. In the Old Testament, shadow types and examples. And all of a sudden, he sends his family across the brook to meet his brother. And he sends them alone, and he's there trying to self-preserve. And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, he begins to wrestle with a man. All of a sudden, this man shows up and begins to wrestle with him. And he's there in his loneliness. See, what I realize is in your loneliness is where you meet Jesus. And your loneliness is where you have the greatest revelation of Jesus. And I see this in my life. It led me to a place of loneliness. It was my decisions. It was my actions. It was my pain. But in the loneliness, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. He came to me. And the more I ran, the more he pursued. It was no more excuses. It was no more. I had to make a choice. Do I receive or do I reject? Do I accept the love and the mercy and the grace of God that he has given me? The perfect uh, plan for my life or do I reject that? And you see this here with uh, Jacob. He's in a place of loneliness. And all of a sudden, this, this, this angel, this man shows up. Not an angel, this man shows up. And they begin to wrestle. And as they wrestle... The man says, let me go. And see, when the man sees he's not going to prevail, the man gives him a supernatural touch to his hip. And he throws his hip out of socket. See, an encounter with Christ can be painful. See, when you see the holiness of God, you see who you really are and your sin and your darkness and your mistakes. It can be very, very painful when you see the price that was paid on Calvary, the payment of sin that was paid for humanity, for my sin, for your sin, for humanity's sin. 
When you see the love that as he's on the cross in his dying breath, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was us. When you see the picture of the thieves beside him, that's a picture of us. When you see the blood that is taking place, you see the, the, the agony that is taking place. You see the shamefulness of a, a man that is naked hanging in front of his family, in front of mankind. The shame that is taking place, it can be painful. And you see this pain is given to Jacob. He's touched in the hip because the man is wrestling with him. And he says, let me go, let me go. But the man would not let him go. I know when I had a revelation who Christ was, it grieved me in my heart. It convicted me that my sin held him to the cross. My decisions, the, everything that I had done, if it was just me, he would have died just for me. And the whole time he loved me, and the whole time he pursued me, and the whole time he had his hands outstretched just waiting for me like a loving father there to embrace me. It grieved me. It was painful. It was painful that he died for all. And you see, as he's touched here, he's, he's in a lot of pain. And I remember being in a rehab in Johnstown, Pennsylvania in January. Now, I'm a native Floridian. That means I was born in Florida. I was raised in Florida. And I don't want to live anywhere else but Florida. But my decisions led me to a faith-based rehab in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And might have been, it might as well have been Siberia. It was so cold. I'd never seen snow like that in my life. It was cold. But in that, I seen Christ's love. I seen his mercy. I seen that he was there for me the whole time. And that he had a plan and he had a purpose for my life. And it was pain in that. And the first thing that we want to do is when the pain comes is we want to run. We want to run. We want to go. We don't want to deal with the pain because the conviction can be so. Instead of turning our hearts to him and say, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. And letting that forgiveness and that grace and that mercy and, that, and all the things that come with giving your heart to the Lord. Just rush in and fill those voids that the things of this world could never fill. Instead of doing that, we like to run. But you see this here with Jacob. The man says, let me go. But he continues to wrestle with him. And he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Until you bless me. See, what I realized in this, in this scripture, and this came to me today, was this. It takes two people to wrestle. I have to grab you and you have to grab me. So the whole time that Jacob the man is saying, let me go. The man is holding on to Jacob. And what I realized in my life is this, that my hand and my grip can become weak, but he's holding on to me. I can become faint in my walk, but he's holding on to me. I can see throughout my mistakes that he was holding on to me and that he was faithful. I can see through everything that I'd done, even though I wanted to give up, he was holding on to me. See, there's a faithfulness in, that, in, in the walk with Christ and who Christ is. And you see, he was holding on to me. And when I had the revelation that he was holding on to me, it, wanted, it, it, it invoked in me the power through the power of the Holy Spirit to hold with all my might. 
Just say, Lord, I love you and I want to cling to you. I want nothing to come between me and you because I am yours and you, you are mine. I am in you and you are in me and you are my Savior. And it, it produced a determination in my heart that I'm here to follow Christ. Never will I go back to that old life. Never will I go back to that pit. Never will I go back to that darkness. But Lord, I want to embrace in your bosom. Lord, I want to stay close to you because you are holding on to me. Aren't you glad? that Christ is holding on to us here tonight. See, there's a determination. He says, let me go. He's telling Jacob, let me go. But he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Until you bless me. And then it goes on here into Genesis chapter 32, verse 27 through 29 says this. So he said to him, the man in his capital H here says to him, Jacob, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why, why is that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So before Jacob could become Israel, he had to be honest with God. See, the son of man asked him, what is your name? And he had to say, Jacob. You know what Jacob means? It means surplanter. It means manipulator. It means crook. It means liar. See, Jacob has a history of that behavior in his life. But for him to transition to this next season, he had to be honest with God. And God asked him, what is your name? Aren't you glad that the Lord didn't let you manipulate your way into the kingdom? That he asked you, what is your name? And I remember when he put that finger that the Holy Spirit put on my heart and said, what is your name? It wasn't Pastor Mathenpool. It wasn't Mathenpool. It was manipulator. It was liar. No longer could I hide behind the excuses. No longer could I hide behind the mask. No longer could I cast my cares on everybody else and say, it's their fault. No, the Lord said, no, what is your name? And I had to become transparent with him. No longer could I play the game. No longer could I manipulate my way through life. No longer could I use people to get what I want. No, he said, if you're going to come into this kingdom, you're going to have to tell me your name. And when I became honest with him, what a great revelation that came to my life. I had to tell him the truth. But when I told him the truth, the healing came, the forgiveness came, the honesty, what it produced in me. Before my name could go from liar, manipulator to pastor, math and pool, I had to become honest with him. See, change comes with honesty and it comes through honesty. And we see here, Jesus makes us who we are not. He makes Jacob now Israel. He says, no longer will you be Jacob, but now you will be Israel, the father of a nation, a father of a nation that's still on the map today. No longer will you be the manipulator and be the liar, but now you're going to be Jacob. See, Jesus don't leave you where you're at. He changes you. Not only does he change you, but he changes your name. I'm so thankful he didn't punch my ticket to heaven and he left me in the gutter. 
I'm so glad he didn't punch my ticket to heaven and say, go back to your dysfunction. Go back to your brokenness. Go back to all that. But when I said, Lord, this is who I am, the oil and the wine was poured in. The joy was poured in. The deliverance came in my life. And I could walk in freedom. I could walk in joy. I could walk in the liberty. I could walk in the fullness of my calling. Aren't you glad he doesn't leave us where we're at, children of God? Not only does your name change through honesty with the Son of Man, but you're also blessed. See, there's a blessing that comes through honesty. He says, you have prevailed with God and men. See, he was honest, and this is what I believe. It says here, you have prevailed with God and with men. And what I believe is this, not only was Jacob honest with God, but he was honest with himself. There came a time where he couldn't believe the self-dialogue that was going in his mind because he was justifying or whatever that might have been in his mind. But it came a place, and when he became honest with God, there's a blessing that took place, and he became Israel. Genesis chapter 32, verse 30 through 32 says this. So Jacob called the name of the place Penal. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penal, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip and the muscle that shrank. See, there was a preservation that happened during this encounter. The encounter with God wasn't to destroy Israel. But it was actually to preserve him. And not only was it to preserve him, it was to preserve a whole nation. It was to preserve the lineage of Christ. Not, it wasn't just to destroy him, but it was actually to preserve him. See, you see the grace of God through all of this. Where will we be without the grace of God? Where would you be without the grace of God here tonight? I see all the car wrecks. I see the times I was arrested. I see the, the, the shady drug deals. I see everything that I'd ever done in my life. And I seen a thread of silver grace weave through it all that brought me to a place where I had an encounter with the Son of God. I seen God's faithfulness through it all. See, it was God preserving me, leading me, and guiding me. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God that's evident in our life as children of God? The times they said there's no way he made a way. The times they said he will never amount to nothing. Look at me now. Thank God for who he is and his faithfulness and his grace. He did what I could never do. He's done what we could ever do. He lived the life we could never live and he died the death we deserve to die. And now we walk in his mercy and freedom and his grace and his covering as a child of God. Aren't you glad we don't have to strive with God, but now we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we walk in that freedom as children of God. Here tonight you can feel this liberty. You can have this preservation over your life knowing what he has started in your life he will finish and he is faithful to the end because he is faithful he is not a man that will lie but he will stand and we can stand upon his word here tonight there's a preservation in his life but this is it here but he walked different because of this encounter that Israel had he walked different See, this is what happens 
when you encounter the Son of Man. See, the sun rose on him, and now he's walking in the light. See, what started in the dark, now he's walking in the light. But he's walking with a limp. He's walking different. And here today, I want to let you know, yes, I walk with a limp, but I walk in the light. I would rather people see Pastor Matt Poole and know my limp, that this is what God has done in my life, than walk in the upright with the, in darkness. I would rather walk with a limp and people know there's a faithfulness of God, there's proof that that man has been had an encounter with God, than walk in the upright or upright in the darkness. See, when you have an encounter with God, you walk different. And I could see old Jacob as he's down there in the darkness. He went in one way, but he left another way. And maybe you come in here tonight. You walked in one way, but you can walk out another way. And yes, you might walk with a limp, but it's proof that you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ. It's a constant reminder. I could see as Jacob, they didn't have Range Rovers. They walked. They rode donkeys. They walked. And I could see as that pain would happen as he walked, he would have to walk through the desert. But it was a constant reminder of his encounter with Christ. Every time he would feel that muscle catch, that bone-on-bone action in his hip, it was a reminder that he had an encounter with Christ. And yes, there is a walk that takes, that you walk different as a child of God. But it's a reminder that Christ is with you and that you've encountered him. And not only did he walk, it was a proof that he had had a encounter with Christ but he was preserved so a generation could be preserved he had the eternity set on the frontals of his mind this was about a generation now and this was about a nation and here tonight I believe with all my heart this is a divine appointment you've come here tonight and you're on a broken road but you are here to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Don't harden your heart to this here tonight. Children of God and those who are listening, maybe you're here and you're not a child of God. I know this for a fact because I've experienced it and I've heard testimony after testimony. The word of God does not come back void. It'd be better to never heard it than heard it and then harden your heart. Because as that word goes in, it's going to produce something in your life. And you can run and you can try to put something on top of it. And you, but I have an assurance here tonight that one day it will come forth. I might have planted. Pastor Nick might water. Pastor Patrick might water. You might go to another nation and you, all of a sudden fruit starts taking place. We have an assurance of that as children of God. And here tonight, if you've came here and you're on a broken road, Maybe you're here and you're alone. 
Maybe you're here and you have rejected, you've pushed away everybody that you love. I've done that. My addiction did that. Everybody I loved, I despised and I pushed away and I hurt them the most. And maybe that's you here tonight. But God wants to redeem everything. What the locusts have taken, God wants to redeem. He wants to wants you to trade your ashes for beauty. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If we'll all stand. If you'll bow your heads here. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, Lord, for your perfect sacrifice, the finished work of Jesus Christ. The freedom, the joy, the liberty. Lord, and forgive us as believers when we let anything come in and crowd that out or anything that diverts our attention from that. Lord, let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Lord, let the rock which the builders rejected now is our cornerstone, that we build everything from that. We thank you for the finished work of Christ, the new covenant. Thank you, Lord. Lord, and I pray here for those who are here that maybe don't know you. I pray, Lord, that this word goes on good soil. Lord, that it brings forth a harvest. And I pray here tonight they will answer that call. And they will say, I want to know this Jesus. My decisions have brought me to a place of loneliness, a place where I'm all by myself. But here tonight, I want to know this Jesus that's with me, that died for me, that cares for me, that has a plan and a purpose for my life. And here tonight, church, here tonight, those under the sound of my voice, if you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your lips, you shall be saved. Not you might go get it together, come, through, come to a discipleship group. That You do need to do all that. But that you don't do that to be saved. You do that when the Holy Spirit has pricked your heart. You have asked for forgiveness. And you've repented of your sins and received His forgiveness. Then you take that next step to grow in your faith. And here today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, is there anybody in the sound of my voice, the Lord has sent me across the Atlantic Ocean to bring this good news. This isn't by chance. You just didn't walk in today and I surprised you. This is a divine appointment for somebody to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. A threshold moment in somebody's life. Eternal impact. You're going to go from Jacob to Israel here today. You're going to go from liar, manipulator to a place of generational blessings, a place of kingdom authority here tonight. And here, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, every, every, every head bowed and every eye closed. If the Lord is dealing with your heart, don't harden your heart. Here tonight, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you will raise your hand at this time. Thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. See your hand, see your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't harden your heart here tonight. Praise the Lord. Let's say this prayer with me. And then we'd like to talk to you down here after this service. We'll all bow our heads and let's all say this together. Dear Heavenly Father, 
thank you. I repent of my sins, and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Lord. Here tonight, I want to pray for those who are maybe in that struggling, that striving. We're not striving for salvation. Always remember that. So don't ever confuse striving for, you're striving for your salvation. But here tonight, I want to pray for you, that you'll have a covering and a blessing. You'll continue to realize that Christ is holding on to you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this great cloud of witnesses and the work that you have done in their life. Lord, I pray for those who are discouraged, who are, who are downcast, that they will leave here encouraged. They will know you are holding on to them. We grow weak, but you hold, stay faithful. Lord, and I pray here tonight that we will have faith in that, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for the finished work of Christ. Lord, I pray for those here that are struggling, Lord, in their mind, Lord. I pray, Lord, that clarity will come. Lord, I pray, Lord, they will hold on and they will see, Lord, that you are for them and you are not against them. We thank you for who you are here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we'll worship, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Let's worship. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.